Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday, and we're at the beginning of the season after Pentecost. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Visit us with your salvation, and sustain us with your gracious spirit. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the living and abiding word of God. A reading from Matthew, chapter 9. We begin this morning at verse 9. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax collection station, and he said to him, Follow me. And he got up and followed him. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. And go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come not to call the righteous, but sinners. While he was saying these things to them, suddenly a leader came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has died, but come and lay your hands on her and she will live. And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples. Then suddenly a woman who had been suffering from a flow of blood for years came and up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak, for she was saying to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that moment. When Jesus came to the leader's house and saw the flute players in the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl got up. And the report of this spread throughout all that district. When it comes to our relationship with God and each other, we have a tendency to make things more complicated than necessary. It's better for us to search for a simple explanation, one that is often hiding in plain sight. 
So in this portion of Matthew's gospel, Jesus makes a disciple of a tax collector named Matthew and then hosts a dinner to celebrate Matthew's welcome into the fellowship of God's kingdom through faith in Jesus. It makes us wonder why Jesus would choose Matthew as a disciple and dine in celebration with other tax collectors and unfaithful and unobservant people. We could come up with all kinds of reasons, but Jesus himself gives us a simple one-word explanation. Mercy. Jesus' love is revealed in Jesus' mercy. Jesus has mercy on Matthew and chooses him to follow him. So why did Matthew follow him? Again, we can come up with all kinds of complicated scenarios that might have led Matthew to give up a lucrative career, collecting taxes and tolls to follow this powerful and charismatic rabbi from Nazareth. But the simplest explanation is revealed by the story itself. Jesus asked, well, commanded, really. Jesus chose him. Jesus said, Matthew, follow me. Matthew got up and followed Jesus. Jesus loves Matthew. Jesus has mercy on Matthew. Jesus chooses Matthew. Matthew, follow me. At Jesus' command, Matthew gets up and follows Jesus. And the next thing that we see is a feast celebrating the reconciliation and redemption of tax collectors and sinners to God through their faith in Jesus. This is what Paul was telling us in Romans 4 yesterday. Through the good news about Jesus, God chooses us and makes us God's own people, just as God chose and spoke to Abraham and Sarah. And that word of God does what the word of God does. It brings life from death. It calls into existence things that do not exist. God's grace, received in faith, gives life. It's really as simple as that. So the same thing continues to happen in the healing stories that follow. On his way to raise the daughter of a dead daughter of a leader of a synagogue, Jesus' clothes are grabbed by a woman whose suffering has not only caused her physical pain and, 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 and grief, but, but has separated her from God and God's people, have, has made her a sort of a permanent outcast, unclean, a, a leper, as good as dead. She's healed. Her great need is met by Jesus' great mercy. Her faith receives this gift that Jesus has to give. And finally, in his mercy, Jesus takes the hand of a dead child and commands her to get up. She gets up. God's word gives life. We should not, however, think that theirs was a simpler time than ours. In the same simple way that Jesus called Matthew, Jesus has chosen you to get up and live now as his disciple. Get up is a resurrection word. It's what happened on Easter. It's what happened in your baptism. God chose you. God claimed you. You were dead. And then you got up and the Holy Spirit filled you with life. And every time we gather for the Lord's Supper, Jesus hosts a celebration of sinners brought to life by the simple and powerful word of God. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gifts of relationship with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For who else, for what else are we thankful, are we grateful for this morning? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, and for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the Church of Jesus Christ at every land. For who else? For what else do we pray? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the Holy Spirit fill you with new life and abundant joy. And Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen. <laughs>